You already know you're going to eat some of those McDonald's golden fries on the drive home. So, you may as well add an extra order just for that. <laughs> when you buy a new house, you might say, Shut the front door! Winning! No, seriously, shut the front door. We own this house now. But you actually need to say, Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. That's right. The local State Farm agent is there to help you choose the coverage you need. Welcome to my crib. <laughs> no one says that anymore, but I don't care. So, just remember, like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. State Farm, Bloomington, Illinois. If a friend asks how you're doing, and you say, I'm okay. When the truth is, I don't want my problems to burden anyone. Or you say, Hang it in there. Because... If I ask for help, they'll just think I'm weak. Then this is your sign to call, text, or chat. 988 for free, confidential support. Anytime. You don't have to hide how you feel. All right, we're back. And it is time for the... Guys who stir the drink, the quarterbacks, they're in the building. Some are at the podiums. Guy here with us right now, Big North year. Carolina quarterback, Drake May. Drake, how are you, buddy? Yes, sir, what's going on? Thanks for having me on. I'm doing well. Great to have you. Man, Great to have you. it's awesome to have you, man. I mean, seriously, you've been like one of the, the stars of college football for the last three years. So it's good to have you. We got a familiar head coach that we both played for, right? So we got a connection there. I had Mac Brown. He's got Mac Brown. What I want to ask you right off the bat, because like, as you've heard me say before, Max like one of the greatest talkers, recruiters in the history of football, right? He used to have a saying, right? It's funny. He's probably going to get mad at me for doing this, where he'd go, school first, football second. Have <laughs> yeah. you ever seen that? Yeah, out I've of, seen that before. You've seen that before? He's okay, great. good. So he still um, pulls that out every now and then. No doubt. Coach Brown is one of the – you know, he's one of the reasons I went to North Carolina, you know, play for coach. And uh, he's the best with names ever, such a player's coach. And, and uh, it's just it's great to play for. Yeah, well, yeah. Well, they elaborate on that a little bit. Like, just like what, what you yeah. know, because I've been there. I know. But tell our audience no a little bit yeah, about coach how he kind of swindles you and gets you to, oh, to go yeah, to North coach Carolina. Oh, yeah, Coach Brown. He's one of those guys who, uh, you know, you don't really speak much. You don't really talk much. You know, a few, you know, yes, sirs, you know, here and there. But uh, he really controls the conversation. Um, he's kind of taking it over and. You know, really just convinces you into whatever he's you know talking about, whether it's recruiting uh, for me to go there, right. um, or you know get me to you know do something more for the program. Um, he's always you know been so great at uh, his way with words, and uh, you know he's great with names. He remembers my grandparents' names. Well, and, that's what I say all the yeah, time. He, he remember he's met my grandparents one time, remembers their names, and right. asked about them. Right, so. that's hey, what I said. Yeah, Five years later, exactly. he knows it. I'm like, what? Here's how good he is. Right. He originally commits to Alabama. Yeah. And Mac gets him to change his mind. Mac's, Mac gets him to say no I, to Nick yeah. Saban. Are I you kidding me? I didn't know that. Yeah. Well, damn, Mac did the same to me. Yeah, how about that? Because I committed go. to Tennessee yeah. with okay. Bill Bomber, yeah. and they just won the national championship, and I yeah. said the hell with it. I'm going to Mac in Texas. He's convincing now. He's yeah, convincing, he is. So. He's, he's awesome. What he did is. Nick say when you told him you changed your mind? Yeah, it was, t- it was tough. You know, Coach Saban was one of my you know favorite uh, head coaches out there during the recruiting process, but... You know, he was telling me just to take a you know official visit both places, and it was during COVID, so it was a little bit different. But uh, I just told him I just wanted to stay home. Yeah. When did you know growing up that you could throw the ball pretty well? Yeah, I think you know I started playing tackle football. My parents put him in there in first grade. You know, with all the older brothers, they just threw me out there. I was playing like DB and uh, shoot, made, made a little bit of running back. I actually played with Sam Hartman, so who's here now? So funny story. Oh, that's amazing. We grew up together playing little league. Holy um, cow! So, yeah, I didn't know. Really, kind of started in um, you know early elementary school. Yeah, and kind of got into you know third and fourth grade, and probably fifth grade was really really. My dad had me out there and, you know, uh, Little League football throwing it around a little bit. You know, he loved running two-minute stuff. And I uh, got into middle school. My dad was coaching. And then uh, kind of you know, started in high school. I loved playing all three. But, uh, you know, really kind of in high school, you know, just kind of started where football kind of separated itself. And yeah. then uh, just to continue to play basketball just because I loved it. Well, yeah, so, so I, I'd like you you know, talk about your family history and athletics because I know it's a big part of your family. You guys got athletes everywhere. No doubt. Kind of let, let everybody know the, the lineage and everything in there. Yes, sir. Yeah, you know, first off, I think my mom's the best athlete in the family. Uh, she played three sports in high school. Yes, I love she, it. She just went to North Carolina. She a student. Dad. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But my dad um, was also, he played quarterback in North Carolina. Um, so they met there in North Carolina. And my um, oldest brother, Luke, played basketball. Um, he was a um, you know, two-year starter at North Carolina. Now he's playing overseas in Japan, actually, now. Okay. You know, playing overseas. Uh, brother, brother Cole, um, he's the second oldest. He uh, played baseball at Florida, won a national championship. 
And then uh, my brother Bo, who I live with in North Carolina, he walked on the basketball team. So, yeah, just family full of athletes. So basketball, yeah. football, exactly. it was like a civil war there yeah, a little basketball, bit. Yeah, basketball, football, right? baseball was in there. We covered them all. Did so. you ever feel like the family was pushing you to one sport yeah. or anything that way? No, I mean, no? I think the last one with football was, you know, was untouched. So I think my dad... You know, playing quarterback in college, one you know at least one of us to play, and uh, just turned out to be me the last one. Yeah, when did you know like that? Like like he said, like my arm's different than everybody yeah. else. When was that? Ah, uh, shoot, maybe uh, maybe seventh grade. Yeah, seventh seventh grade. Eighth grade. Yeah. yeah, you start throwing. I always threw hard in baseball off the mound, threw hard in pitching, but you know really got there in football. Yeah, uh, same with me. It was, it was yeah. Same thing. Like seventh grade baseball, exactly. football. Yeah. Everyone was like, "Damn, Chris, your arm <laughs> got good. What the hell happened?" Yeah. If we were to watch one game, yeah, to see what you do best. What game would you say, watch this film? Yeah. Um, shoot, from this past year, I think Syracuse. You know, I threw it around the yard. Um, threw it around the yard in Syracuse. And, and last year against Wake Forest, um, 2022 yeah. season against Wake. It's probably those two games, um, just running around, making throws, um, you know, just keeping, um, you know, keeping the ball moving. That's the biggest thing a quarterback does, you know, keep the ball moving and scoring points. You, you, uh, who'd you grow up rooting for in football? Who was your yeah, team? Yeah, so I'm, 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 I'm from Charlotte, so I was the biggest Panthers fan. Okay. I love Cam Newton. Right. Um, so those guys. Yeah, okay, yep. I had some battles with them back in the day. Yeah, oh, yeah. Uh, what about now quarterback-wise, right? Who's, who was your idol growing up? Other growing than up, Cam Newton, you know. Yeah, I, mean, I love Aaron Rodgers. Love watching Aaron Rodgers growing uh, up. Um, right. You know, way, he has so much talent. And, you know, nowadays watching – you know, Josh Allen and some of those guys is pretty cool to it watch. Is, yeah. It's always fun watching Mahomes. Anytime yeah, of course. I mean, come you on. Watch Mahomes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> During you. your time in college, who's the best guy that you faced? <clears throat> best guy that I from faced. another team. Best guy that I faced. Oh, Kalaja Kansas. He played for uh, Pitt. You know, for Pitt. Yeah. He tackled. I think with the Buccaneers. Yes, now. you're right. Um, you know, I think we were, we were in Pitt, and at the end of the first half, uh, we were in a two-minute drill, and I got knocked out. He got he knocked me out for targeting, and uh, he had to. He, he ended up coming back home because Kalaja, you know, had had to sit out the rest of the game. Um, you know, but. It's a great player and a great dude. Yeah. What, what, what's, what about your game? I mean, you kind of got it all. You got size. Yes, sir. You know, people kind of pick at your movement a little bit, mm-hmm. right? A little, right? But I, I, I've been watching this week. You can go run and get first downs yeah, and do all no that. Uh, got a strong arm. I mean, when you stripe it, you stripe it, yes, right? What's the one thing you go, I wish I could clean this up about my game a little bit? Yeah, anytime, um, you know, in the pocket, you know, I think, you know, mobility is one of my best things that I do. You yeah. know, making plays and uh, you know moving around and, and kind of feeling the pocket. Yeah. So sometimes I think I can you know over move and maybe just a little slide or a little movement and make a throw, do. stay right. on target instead right. of you know kind of rolling out and kind of creating some own pressure. But at the same time, I make so many plays with my feet and it's dangerous, tough for defenses. So you're not really trying to harp too much on that. What are you working on right now? I mean, who are you working with is what I meant yeah, to I'm say. Yeah, I'm working with David Morris down there in uh, Mobile, Alabama. Um, he played you know played at Ole Miss. Was right. Eli Manning's backup and. Uh, he's had a QB country, which is a big kind of quarterback development thing around the South. Anything mechanically that you've, like, fixed or you've had to work on throwing the football? Anything there where you're like, oh, I yeah, tweak this a little bit in my yeah, time no, out there? No, I think I've always thrown it, you know, try to keep the same, you know, same, same stuff. Thing and, uh, yeah. No, but down there, you know, working under center is different, obviously, in the NFL yeah. and play action and uh, just learning the NFL game. you got the digit system and the, you know, the West Coast stuff. So just, yeah. just learning ball. Trying yeah. to you had some fun. coaching cool. in high school from an NFL quarterback, Josh yeah. McCown, oh, yeah. right? What, what's the biggest thing you learned from him? Oh, shoot, you know, with Josh, um, you know, not just, just being consistent. You know, he always talks about being consistent, getting on the same platform. You make throws. Um, you know, Josh has, you know, did it for so long. Um, he knows so many different things. And uh, I think the best thing he told me is about just relationships, being with the guys, you know, creating relationships with the guys, with the coaches, and how to handle all that stuff. Um, he's the best. You know, got, you sit down with Josh and uh, talk to him for hours. He's the best dude, uh, one of the best dudes out there. Are you a... Are you a vocal leader or more of a leader of example, right? I think it's one of those things, you know, my leadership style is I'll go in there and work hard and, and kind of show by example. And then you know, kind of once I earn that respect, you know, kind of turn to a vocal guy where, you know, people start to listen to me once I get the respect. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, you, you are you aware of, like, this, this quarterback class? It's yes, pretty sir. cool, right? Yeah. I mean, you know, you, you, you watch all these guys, you know, yeah. if you got a chance on a Saturday night when oh, you yeah. guys weren't playing and all that. Oh, for sure. You know, I think it's one of the best, coolest things about the combine. It does so well that – Meet all these guys, you know, sitting down with Jaden and, and JJ and, um, you know, Caleb and, and Mike Penix and uh, Bo Nix. Train with Bo Nix down there, so I know a lot of those guys. Oh, okay, cool. The coolest thing is meeting them and just kind of seeing their story and seeing their other side of things is awesome. Yeah, yeah, good for you, man. When you look at the board and you look at who has the picks, and I know you've got no control over it at the end mm-hmm. of the day, but. Right now, you're Tom Brady's replacement, it sounds like, in New England. That's what it sounds yeah, like right shoot. now. You're, yeah, you're ready to go wherever. <laughs> I, know I, I used to ask guys if you get on Madden and put yourself in the different uniforms and see how you look. Have you, know, yeah, you given much thought to where you may end up? No, I really haven't. You know, I think that's uh, you know, one of the coolest things about the NFL. You know, 
can't really control it, and then uh, it's not like recruiting or anything like that for college. You kind of just, uh, you know, just, just, just you know, thank the good Lord and pray about it, and uh, just you know, trust in that. Yeah. All right. Well, we wish you all the best. We gotta let you go. You got there's other people here. That he's, wanna... he's big time. Oh, he's got, he's got, he's got to talk. All right. There he is, Drake May. Congratulations on your success. All the best in the future. We'll be back with more from Indy right after this. Indiana Convention Center, it is getting full. I mean, and it has just been in the past oh, hour I know. 15 we, minutes or we so. We had people, we got people popping up that we don't it's usually crazy. see here today. And there's crowds over there, and some of the, it's funny, some folks in the media were here Tuesday for the coaches and the GMs, Wednesday, Thursday, not here. Now the quarterback's here. They're back. Oh, I know. They're back. Right, right. Where, I'm gonna be like, so where were you? Yeah, I want to be like, where, nah, where were you guys? Yeah, yeah, don't say, don't say. We're not going to name names, but uh, where have you been the last two yeah, days? Yeah, well, you haven't cared about anybody in football here. The, 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 now the quarterback now, are here. Now also, they're the, here. the big guys right. are here. Now right. the big guys are here. They're back. Um, so we had Drake May. And this is going to be one of those days, folks, if you watched on Tuesday when we had three hours live, you never know who's going to show up when. Right. We got to be ready for anything. Yeah, and we also got to be ready for the possibility of no one. So, what do you want to talk about? Well, we talked earlier about the intentional grounding. Thing, oh yeah, yeah, right. I, I understand what the NFL is trying to do. The basic premise. Of, I got you. We need to make the game as safe as possible for everyone, but especially for quarterbacks because they're the reasons why people tune in to watch the games now. I wish we would have had more time with Troy Vincent yesterday, and I wish we would have known about this little oh, intentional me grounding thing because. I would submit that it doesn't really matter. People still watch. You don't have to put the quarterbacks in like the Pope Mobile and keep them pristine. You get a backup, well, it's bad for that team, but people are still going to watch the games. Right. You get down to number three, well, it's not great. It's adversity. Well, people are still going to watch the that's games. Right. That's right. You can right. have five different starting quarterbacks and go to the playoffs. People are still going to watch the games. All right. Well, I would, what I would throw back in the NFL's face is a bunch of networks wanted to flex games this year. Because of the quarterback injuries, and the NFL told all the networks, nah, backup quarterback won last week. Yeah, it's good. People watch, so, so be quiet. You don't get the flex out of the game. Now all of a sudden it matters. I don't, it is, it's a lot of hypocritical BS well, coming well, out of well, there again. Well, well, all right, and then here, let me just well, go through this. Well, let me go through this. The injuries, the injuries we just talked about here, right? Like, you go through it. What, what is, what, what, it has nothing to do. Joe Burrow's play where he got hurt right. has nothing to do with any of this. Well, I know, right? but they're not trying to be reactionary to say we got to take out the play where this happened. They're just trying to reduce the overall opportunity. So if you give the guy the safety valve of I can just throw the ball past the line of scrimmage and not get a grounding call, then maybe he's going to get rid of the ball and not take that hit and avoid that next one that's going to be the injury that happens because he took the huge hit because he wasn't willing to throw the ball away. I still think that if the guy has some 350-pound defensive lineman bearing down on him and he's got no other option, he's still going to throw it anyway He's if he can avoid the hit, right? Well, yeah, sure. We see intentional grounding that, happen all the time. Sure. I don't like it when, oh, it's in the pocket, nobody's open. He's going to have people on him all over like this, and, just, and these guys are so big and strong now that they're still going to be able to get to the line of scrimmage and maybe with the other hand. And we're going to go, wow, wow. So it should be second and 17 now, but because Mahomes threw the ball with his left hand four feet in front of him as he was getting sacked in the pocket, it's still going to be second and 10. That's BS. I mean, it's BS. You know, I know they want offense and points and all that. What I would say to the NFL is start telling the offensive coordinators to come up with better game plans. Stop copying each other. Start to think outside the box. That's what I would say. Again, it's not a quarterback problem in the league. It's, it's an offensive coordinator problem. We heard that, right, at the Super Bowl. Who was that that said that to us? Steve Young, right? That, I think so, yeah. Yeah. That, that, I mean, Because I said all the great play callers. He said, wait a minute. Wait. Wait. Right. There aren't that many great They're ones. They're all copping each other, and there's not that many good ones. And, and that's where, you know, again, it's the same old people every year that we go, oh, he's an offensive mind. He's a great offensive mind. It's like six people. Right, so th- that to me is the biggest problem. And I look, I mean, again, is there any other injury that I'm forgetting about here that was so egregious in the pocket that would even pertain to this? I know you're saying they're forward thinking, and I hear that, but I, this is to me seems like overcorrection. Overcorrection on the year where we broke the all time ratings for watching TV. They're like, to your point, like every week broke. The record. Most since 2015. Okay. So either way, either my point doesn't matter, and that's it's still. You're, you're right. You're right. You know, Same we're point. We're watching. Right. right. People are watching, and we don't have to put the 
quarterbacks in some sort of protective shell. We don't have to overdo it. Right. That's your point. That's my point. How about this? Yeah. They're testing a system to electronically measure first downs and replace the chains. That's awesome. That's awesome. It only took 110 years. (laughs) And that's one of the things. And I know that there are people who have said it publicly and there are people who say it privately. This game's been around forever and they're still using two sticks and 30 feet of chain link to determine who does and doesn't. Where there's tapes and things like that. There's tape on the chain links and and all of that. So. So. All right. It's about time. It's about time. We, and it but is time. It is. It is. What are they going to do? What do they have to do that? You think they'll have to wire the field underneath a little bit? How does that work? Because that's how a tennis court thing, I think, is, works. But uh, Well, they'll do whatever they have to do. Yeah. They have the technology. Remember right. the old $6 million man? We have the technology. We, 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 we got to break the hell with technology because we got a stud coming he up here right now. Here's the man. What up, man? How are you? Jane Daniels, Heisman Trophy winner. The hell with all this here rules talk. This. We got a, we got a, we got a baller to talk to Where you keep the Heisman? Here. It's at my mom's house. Yeah? Yeah. Mom, oh. mom Dukes has it. Right? They're just sitting in, like, the living room? Yeah, or? for sure. It is? It is. As soon as you walk in, she got the Heisman right as a, there. a decoration right piece. Yes. Man, that's that's incredible. That really is. Did somebody really ask you if you could be an animal for 24 hours, dead or alive, what would it be? Yeah. That would just happen. Yeah, that, that literally just happened. What'd you Man, go somebody... with? A lion? Yeah. That's, I mean, that's a good pick. I mean, I, I'd probably pick, I'd pick a big cat, too. I mean, you know. But King of the jungle. You, yeah, that's right. I think the question got twisted up. If you could be an animal, dead or alive. I, I, yeah, yeah, I, I like I, to be well, a dead We squirrel. don't like to be dead animals, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> You're not going to do be doing much so there. So on that note, how are you? I'm good. How y'all doing? We're good, great, good. man. I've been excited to talk about you. Your ears may have been burning over the course of the last hour because this guy's been... Singing the praises. Appreciate this that. Is what I, Not that I it's mean, a surprise. The results speak for themselves. That's but right. He's he's looking at all the different quarterbacks, trying to figure out where they fit, and he's had some great things to say about Jaden Daniels. Yeah, I mean, you're you're special, man. You I really are. That. I, I you know, again, I watch college football a little, right? I mean, I'm all NFL, right? So during the season, I saw you on TV a few times, but now, like this week, I got a chance to really break you down a little bit on film. Yeah. I mean, incredible year by you, man. Thank you. Seriously, and uh, I'm blown away. I mean, you, I knew you were fast. You're faster than I thought, even on film. And, damn, I mean, you're throwing. It, do you work with anybody? I mean, I was really impressed with your mechanics and your consistency. Yeah, I do. I work with a 3D QB okay. uh, out there in Huntington Beach. Right. And what so. do you, what, what's, like, what's some of the things that you always got to stay on top of uh, in your game and mechanically, right? I know I always had my things when I played. Yeah, um, for me, it's just always just uh, getting my feet in the ground, no matter if the pocket, how the pocket is, you know, get your feet in the ground and – uh, be able to create like torquing, you know, uh, just sure. a whippy motion with your arm. Yeah, the power from the ground yeah, up there. Hundred percent. Yeah, got you. What, what? What is? Is? Is there an aspect of your game where right now you look at it and go, man, I, I could be better at this, you know, on a consistent basis? Yeah, I think I could still clean on my footwork. Um, okay. You know, there's sometimes I have a little inconsistency. Um, you know, some some throws that I missed that obviously you wish you had back, but uh, for that, like I said. It's, Continue to clean up my footwork. Um, and, you know, just get better each and every day. You didn't miss that many. So, you're doing pretty good. And your name's come up a lot this week. When we were talking to defensive linemen and pass rushers the other day, who's the best guy you faced? Who's the best guy you faced? Jaden Daniels' name kept coming up over and over and over again. And part of it is you're there and then you're gone. <laughs> Man. How's it feel to have that kind of respect among the guys that you competed against, man, I respect those guys the same because uh, they can hit me no matter what. Yeah, so, yeah. Uh, I don't, I don't want to get hit by those guys. So, uh, like you said, I'm there and then I'm gone. You know, I don't, I don't like to get hit uh, as much. Right. You know. Yeah. I mean? Well, nobody does. I yeah, mean, I'm so, quarterback. I don't want to get those hit. Guys, those guys get you in the pocket. You know, it's, it's free. It's free for all back there. So, are you are you going to do anything tomorrow? No, I'm not doing anything. Not doing it. Yeah, you don't really need to. You don't. So you'll just wait to your pro day. Yes, you'll sir. throw there. You think you'll run the forty for anybody? I don't know. I'm still deciding. I know. I mean, I want you to because you're fast no matter what, and I'd love to see what you can do. Yeah. What do you What do you think you could do? Like, I don't. I don't. You know, just basic, general area. I you can go four four or something. Yeah, right? Hopefully, low four four. Yeah. I, I told Dallas Turner last night. You know, since he ran four four six and. You know, I, I wonder what I ran. <laughs> yeah, you, you're saying like you could run four 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 then, sure. right? For sure. So. I ran around the corner on you, Dallas, so I'm a little 100%. faster. <laughs> I hear you. You had five years as a starter, three at Arizona State, two at LSU. What's the biggest thing you took away from your experience at Arizona State? Yeah, just um, getting out of my comfort zone. You know, uh, being comfortable, be comfortable, being uncomfortable, and uh, going to LSU. I didn't know what I was getting myself into. Um, I didn't know anybody. 
I only knew uh, one coach on the staff that was at Arizona State uh, my freshman year. Uh, but other than that, I didn't know any players. I didn't know anybody like that. So I was just going there, um, kind of how it be in the NFL locker room, going in there and, you know, just put your head down and go to work, and you got to get in the respect of your teammates. Who, who, who's, your, who's your idol growing up, right? Who's the quarterback right now you watch or you go, man, I'm, uh, he's on, I'm, I'm watching? Yeah, um, growing up for me um, – it was Donovan McNabb and Michael Vick. Okay, right. So uh, I remember playing with Michael Vick and Madden, uh, you know, when he was on the I cover. I played against and, Mike. You know, 100, yeah. 100 speed, running around on Madden. Right. Uh, so those are, those are the two that inspired me to play quarterback. But now, for me, I just like watching football in general. I love football. Yeah. Uh, it's what I do. So I, I, I watch all the games, you know, when I get the chance, especially, you know, at LSU we had Sundays off. So right. I was able to go there, take care of business, uh, and come back by the time the game starts. I'm sitting on the couch, and I'm just watching the full football. Right. Okay, so I have this vision now of Jaden Daniels playing Madden and creating Jaden Daniels in Madden and giving himself 100 speed because he deserves <laughs> it. What uniform do you look best in? Ooh, whatever one calls my name. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know Dang. if he deserves 100 he speed, all right? I've right. seen Michael Vick yeah, in person 100, run. 100. He's 99 or 98, I'll go with I'll take that. Right. Michael Vick in person had three rockets up his ass. So let me just tell you, <laughs> he was flying. Uh, no doubt about it. All right, so one of the things that people pick apart with you, right, your, your frame, your yeah. weight, right? You weight, you're 6'4", 210, mm-hmm. right? You're still a young kid. You're going to fill out. I'm not worried about it. But do you, do you have to put some emphasis on eating? Like, you know, I even did in my point. I made, you know, I tell my wife, put an extra stick of butter on there, whatever, right? Do you, do you, are you conscious of that or you just, you are who you are? Yeah, 100%. I think it's, it's both. Okay. Uh, I am who I am. I, God blessed me with this frame for a reason. So yeah. he blessed me to be uh, 6'6", 240 pounds. Right. So I can't complain about, you know, this is the path that he wanted me to take. But I am conscious about it. Obviously, uh, you know, I want to fill out. But that comes with maturity over yeah. the years. Right, right. You like, you a weightlifter? 100%. Yeah, yeah, you do. I know. Some guys, like, do weight lifts, but they just do it a little to kind of stay in shape. But you, like, you'll, you'll lift some yeah, heavy I'll weight, lift. too? I'll lift. Yeah. I'll lift. All right, cool. That's good to hear, man. I'm a what's believer your, in that. What's your one game that if we were going to look at your film and it was going to show us what you do best, what's the game we should look at? Yeah, I would just say from a overall standpoint, I would just say this past year Mississippi State. Uh, you know, I'll say that just pinpoint who I, who I am as a quarterback. You know, decision-making. Uh, be able to get outside the pocket, uh, make the throws down the field, you know, contested throws and, and stuff like that. They're, every game's pretty damn good, <laughs> yeah. let me just tell you. Like, even the bad game, you're like, damn, it, it's good, right? It really is. You, it's kind of funny, right? His story's a little Joe Burrow-ish, right? And I didn't think we'd ever see anybody here in, in you know, in right now that would surpass that year. But you surpassed it this year. Like, it's incredible. <sighs> Like, it really is. It's one of the greatest years in college football history. I, I hope you know that. Appreciate that. But have you talked to Joe Burrow at all? You yeah. lean on anybody? Who you talk to for advice or, and stuff like that? Going into the NFL? So yeah. I, I mean, I talked to Joe. Uh, me and Joe have a relationship. Cool. Um, you know, he, he's a cool dude. He is, right? He's very cool. Uh, but for me, outside of this, I really talked to uh, Brandon Ayuk. Oh, okay. Yeah, you know, I went to Arizona State yeah, with him. Yeah, BA. Like, right. Like a big brother to me. So right. we talk all the time. You know, he literally called Called me this whole week asking how I was doing right. uh, in Indy and stuff like that. Oh, that's cool, man. It really is. How did it feel when they called your name for the Heisman? Yeah. I was uh, relief and, and I was excited because, you know, I didn't know. I mean, I, I had an idea that I could win it, but, you know, the three other candidates up there, you know, they, they were deserving of it too. Um, so I didn't know. Uh, I didn't know if they were going to give it to Mike. I didn't know if they were going to give it to Bo. Uh, you know, Marv was up there, too. You know, Marv had a spectacular year, so I didn't know who it was going to go to. So when I heard my my name called uh, when I won the award, you know, I kind of just dropped my head because I, I, it was like relief. Like, okay, I, I did it. I, I got to uh, be a part, and I got to win the Heisman Trophy. What's the top thing that you got to work on that you think you need to work on to thrive at the next level? Yeah, I would just say overall as a, as a human being, um, don't be too good to learn. Um you know, because I, I played, I have a lot of experience in college football, but coming in the NFL is a totally different game. So, uh, going there with the with the open mind and, like I said, just just be myself. Um, you know, that's what got me here to this point. Um, 
and learn more how to be a professional. I kind of know a little bit, but you know, I, I, this is my first time being a professional yeah, now. Yeah, you'll learn. You'll learn. You'll see. You get. You know, I, I have no doubt about that. I mean, it's you get in that locker room with some of the veteran players. Yeah. They'll show you the way. You'll, it was great. We said earlier too, transferring to LSU. It was kind of like mm, what you're going to go through. Right. You get pulled out of a, a place where you were for three years. And you get dropped into a new environment where there's a lot of great players, the SEC players. I mean, yeah. all due respect, better than what you generally would see where you were. And you, so you've kind of gone through it already. Right. No, 100%. And I do agree with you. No, SEC is, is the best conference. No, no doubt. No, best competition. But, right. Uh, I, yeah, I kind of I went through it a little bit. Was it noticeable for you once you got to the SEC? Like, wow, this is different here. Yeah, I would say – the difference is is the those the, monsters up the front. Linemen, right? <laughs> monsters up front. Those, exactly. That's the biggest difference. Every week, it's it's pretty much four yeah. NFL players. One hundred percent. Pac twelve, you got one every yeah. now and then, right? But those monsters up front, boy, yeah, they, they come get you now. Well, Who, who's the guy yeah, in the NFL? Say, who's the, the monster up front yeah. that you see there and say, uh oh? Oh, I mean, I ain't go back down for anybody, but you know, you got the uh, Miles Garrett, you know, freaks like that. Yeah, you know, that can move around that big. Um, and you got the, the Bosa brothers, you know, the Watt, yeah. T.J. Watt. I don't got, know, Micah Parsons, Micah I don't know too. you be able to outrun him around the corner. That would oh, be fun to watch. I mean, me and Micah got to see. We'll, <laughs> we'll have, have to, to see. see. How about in college football, right, because we've had so many guys say you were the best player they played against. Who was the guy that you played against? All right, don't give me somebody on your own team okay, okay. and that crap, okay, all right? I got you, I got you. Yeah, who was the best player that you were just like, whoa, I didn't realize he was that? I mean, I realized he was that, but I, I have to give it to Dallas Turner. Yeah, okay. I have to give it to Dallas. Yeah. What was it? Just his. I mean, he just ran a four four. So uh, <laughs> his speed I, yeah, the I was I was blessed to be able to run past him. But, right. Uh, you know, he was just in the backfield. Um, my tackles had a, did a great job of blocking him, uh, yeah. giving me creases, but. You know, he was around and he got he got that shot on me. So yeah, yeah. I, I give it to him. All right, cool. I like it. So. Uh, how you feeling about the rest of this process? Yeah, I mean, I'm happy. Uh, you know, the combine, I'm, I'm experienced the combine. I'll be able to come up here. You, you watch it. I watched this my whole life. And, you know, finally get to be a part of it, be here. Uh, I'm happy about that. But, you know, after, after this, it's going back to work and get ready for pro day. What do you, what's, uh, oh, sorry. I don't know. No, I cut you off there, man. I'm sorry. Uh, what's the first thing you're going to get yourself with some of this money, this new money? I don't know. I don't know if I'm going to get myself something. I, I might, uh, you know, bless my parents first, but yeah. uh, we'll see. I you got to buy back your Heisman trophy. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> she might, I don't she think might, she's giving she, it back she, to you. I don't <laughs> think she's trying to give it back either. Yeah. All right. Hey, we gotta let you go. Uh, number busy two man. pick, Washington Commanders. All right, there quarterback it is. Jaden right Daniels. Well, don't spo- we're not I'm supposed a, to tip the picks for the I'm draft. I'm tipping it. I'm just the commissioner's gonna be going mad. Jaden Daniels, we'll next up for the Commanders. Appreciate Congratulations. Thanks. We'll be back with more right after this. Thank you, buddy. Thank you. Good luck to you. Congratulations. Did you hear that? That's what an estimated 500 horsepower sounds like. How about that? That's a premium banging Olufsen sound system with 18 speakers and a Biosonic sound experience. And that, that's our legacy. You ready to be a part of it? Unlock the energy of the all-electric CDX Type S. Order now at Acura.com. You might not think that a few simple words can make you crave McDonald's breakfast sandwiches. But if you listen closely to the sound of me saying... McGriddles, McMuffin, you might be wrong. If a friend asks how you're doing, and you say, I'm okay. When the truth is, I don't want my problems to burden anyone. Or you say, Hang it in there. Because, If I ask for help, they'll just think I'm weak. Then this is your sign to call, text, or chat. 988 for free confidential support anytime you don't have to hide how you feel Friday edition of PFT Live it is popping here at the Scouting Combine it's quarterback day we go from Jaden Daniels to another guy. And this guy, I was telling him during the break, it was disgusting earlier. It was the Bo Nix Love Fest from Chris Sims <laughs> after studying the film. Oregon quarterback Bo Nix with us. Hey, Bo. Hey, how are you? Thanks Great. for having me today. Great, Great to have I you. I feel like you're being overlooked. That's all I'm saying. Part I mean, I spent the week watching, and I just, you know, listen, I understand Caleb and Jaden being one and two. 
I think the discussion for number three, you're right there, man. Like, thoroughly impressed with what I saw. I'm not done evaluating you and all that. Let me see. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay, yeah, it's pretty good. <laughs> yeah. But uh, you're, you're on the right track for sure, man. Thank you. Yeah, I mean, he was talking about that all morning, the idea that when you really study the film and you take an independent look at it, you got to make the decisions. And it's not easy sometimes to draw lines, but uh, he sees something in what you can do. What do you, what do you tell people you can do at an elite level? Uh, I process information at a really high level. Um, I can take a game plan, go in there and uh, execute it. Um, I can use my resources around me um, and, and make it work, go down the field and score points. Because uh, at the end of the day, that's what quarterbacks are here for. Right. Um, we got to score points and we got to lead offenses. We got to take our 11 and move the ball down the field. Um, but I think processing the information comes from preparing throughout the week. Uh, I feel like I prepare at a high level. Um, I give myself a lot of time throughout the week um, to make sure that I'm prepared for Saturdays. Um, and this year, you know, I felt like I did that at a really high level because, um, you know, of, of the experience that I was able to put together, um, you know, it just kind of fell into place. And I, I took what I had learned, you know, before, and I wanted to put, you know, a whole year together and go, go all out on it. And um, that's what we were able to do. We had a great, efficient offense, um, and it just starts from being prepared and processing the information. What, 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 go, go ahead. ahead. You want to hear that? I'm just looking at this yeah, card, and I ahead. think it's a typo. 77.45% no, completion percentage? No, it is not. No. That's not 67, that's 77? Mm-hmm. That's amazing. Yes, yes it is. It really is. Um, you know, you kind of hit on it. All right, I, I'd like to go there first. I mean, you were at Auburn. Your dad's a legend of Auburn, right? Mm-hmm. What was it that finally, made, man, I, I got to get out of here. I got to go somewhere else. Well, I got uh, three years out of Auburn, and I felt like there was a lot of good, but, um, you know, it just was always, um, you know, maybe just a little bit stale and thought that maybe I could get more out of myself, um, and I just needed a fresh start. And, yeah. Um, you know, it was nothing against Auburn. I love Auburn to this day. I think Auburn is what shaped me to be the person I was at Oregon, um, and, you know, I think I learned a lot of really valuable lessons, both good and bad, um, and, you know, everybody wants to make Auburn a bad thing. I think Auburn was... Um, you know, so so many good games, so many good memories. Um, usually, I actually, you know, quite a bit more good than bad. Um, but I think the bad just kind of stuck out to people. But, yeah. Um, I think moving forward to Oregon, uh, it was a fresh start. I got around um, a great team, and uh, we were able to go out there and efficiently put put things together. Um, and that was my job. You talked the completion percentage. It was just my job to be efficient. My job to go out there and put the ball where it needed to go, and uh, you know, let the rest happen on its own. Well, I'll say you went to a place that finally could kind of show your talents in totality. All right, I'll say it for you. Uh, so there you go, uh, the Knicks family. I'm pumping you up today. <laughs> Thanks. What about what do you think? Right, as like I kind of told you, you know, I'm watching. I saw you on TV this year, but again, you know, my life is NFL and all that. So I'm just kind of you know studying you and got a feel for you now. What do you think people miss about your game, right? I know you talked about the processing and all that, but other than that, like what's something about you feel like you don't quite get enough credit in this area? Arm strength and uh-huh. pushing the ball down the field. Uh-huh. I think it's just I, – I don't know. I don't know, understand how I, I don't it keeps either. coming up. But it doesn't matter. It, it really doesn't. Somebody's going to you know, evaluate. Somebody's going to watch, and, and they're going to – um, you know, feel like it's the right situation. Well, I, me, I'm going to put an end to that <laughs> shit right now. It's, right. Uh, it's over. Sorry. Sorry, London. Sorry, Glasgow, Scotland. Glasgow, Aberdeen, right? Right? Manchester. We give, we give our, our UK We're fans some love. like when we swear, so oh, I have to I say sorry you. sometimes. I got you. I got you. But I would say that was the number one thing I, I guess I didn't know, right, Mike? When I turned on the film, and, you know, I'm watching these quarterbacks in consecutive. So I'm like, damn, that ball went across the screen fast what I didn't you know people always talk about I'm not sure how strong his arm is and all that I was really impressed with your arm strength and your ability to throw the ball with not always being able to step into it oh absolutely that's the main if you watch any NFL quarterback they don't sit there in a traditional pocket and step up into a lot of throws Um, and you watch Patrick Mahomes he does it all the time with movements Um, Joe Burrow movements Matthew Stafford plays with movements Um, I mean uh, Brock Purdy played with a lot of movements. Yeah. I mean, anybody you watch, doesn't matter from top to bottom, all 32 teams, um, it's hard to sit there because defenses are too good. Like, you, you're going to have to move around Pocket's and, not gonna and be play. Perfect. Pocket's not going to be perfect. Right. Now, when there, there's times you want to set your feet and get everything you can sure. into it, but um, we don't play in a perfect pocket. Um, so you got to, you know, make those throws and be consistent when you make them, and I feel like that's where I'm comfortable, to yeah. be honest. Yeah. Where are you challenging yourself to improve next level? I think it's the uh, – it goes with my along with my strength. Sometimes we, you can process things at a really high level, and sometimes you can overanalyze yeah. and overprocess. Yeah. So I know they're in cover two. The safety should get off the hash. 
um, with this outside split, but sometimes he doesn't, and uh, you got to see that. you right. got to put the ball where he's not. Right. So it's understanding where they are, understanding where they should be, uh, but then you know confirming with your eyes post-snap and then getting the ball where it needs to go. Uh, overanalyzing is something that, that's always been tough because you, you want to be perfect, you want to be right. You want to be a step sometimes, ahead. Yeah, you want to yeah. be a step ahead. Right. Sometimes you can get off a read too fast. Right. Well, it was open, you take it, move on, you know. Yeah. So um, don't give the team defense too much Dude, credit. They're not yeah. that smart over there. They're, you know? Some of them are. <laughs> some of them are. He didn't say that when they were here two days ago. <laughs> that's what you got to be careful on. Some guys on defense yeah, they'll cheat are super and smart, you and they know why they're not right. off the hash. Are you, whatever, uh, so. are you a better processor pre-snap or post? Uh, I think post-snap. I think pre-snap you can process anything you want, but the disguise will give it away. Post-snap, they're going to have to get uh, to their covers. They're going to have to get to their blitz, and it's when you can see it. And not only see it, I mean, we talk about processing. you got to process it within the play, and the play is going to be different every play. I mean, um, you know, you get a different different offensive call, they get a different uh, defensive call every play. That's what the processing comes in. That's why you got to be, you know, very prepared for the game and know the ins and outs of everything you're doing and everything they're doing. You got a QB coach? Who are you working with right now? So uh, I'm down in Mobile with uh, QB oh, Country and right. David Morris. Yeah. Um, that's actually where Drake Mays training too. That's so right. I've gotten to know Drake uh, on a personal level this off season. It's been a blast, man. We've gotten to compete against each other. Uh, we get to be around each other every day. Um, he's a great dude, great, um, you know, person, great quarterback. Um, you know, he's going to have great success uh, wherever he finds his way. And then, um, you know, it's just brought the best out of both of us, I think. We're, we're very similar, um, and we just want to compete and play football. That's yeah. really all we want to do. Yeah. What's the best advice you've gotten to prepare you for what, what is next? I think uh, the most important, and this falls in every category of life, be your most authentic self. You know, be the best version of yourself you can be, and then go out there and live that every day. Um, because the people that... Um, you know, evaluating this process, they can see through uh, being fake. They can yeah. see through if it's not really you. They're, they're going to find out about you anyway. No doubt about so you it. You might as well be your real self. Yeah, and here's right. the thing. If you sell them a version of you that isn't you and then you show up as really not. you, they're going to be like, where the hell's the guy that we met at the Combine? Yeah. So that's the right way to go. Yeah. No, so uh, as a kid, you know, or even now, I mean, who's your, who's your, who was your NFL team? Who's your, who was your quarterback growing up? Well, I didn't have an NFL team because I usually had a college team. My dad was a college coach, and then I was a fan of Auburn, so we moved around a lot. Yeah. Um, so I, there was so many NFL teams around, uh, so I didn't have a favorite. But when we lived in Charleston, I'll never forget, you know, Cam Newton had just um, gone to the Panthers, and it was right there where Sundays, man, we were out there playing football. So we would watch uh, Cam Newton on, the, you know, the local – TV channel right. there in Charleston, and then um, I'd go out there and want to be Backyard, Cam Newton. Now, yeah. obviously, I'm not Cam Newton. No, you're not. I'm not even close, <laughs> but um, Cam Newton's also not me, so that's the, the value of having yeah. you know, your differences. I don't think you could take four people on at once, though, like Cam Newton Definitely just did last week. <laughs> Definitely not. <laughs> that was unbelievable. The wicked bitch of the West messing with people. We never did talk about that no, on the show, but good a, Lord. It was but amazing. that's Cam Newton. Cam Newton. My Cam Newton story is this. Draft in 2011, I'm walking down 6th Avenue in New York City, and I'm walking toward Radio City Music Hall, and he's walking on, like, the red carpet that they do. And I said, oh, they did it up on a platform this year. And <laughs> I was like, right. I closed it, like, there's no platform. No platform. There's <laughs> no camp. platform he's involved. That big. He's that big. All right, so college football, Pac-12 was awesome this year. I know you got to go here in a second, right? Who's the best player you played against this year? My goodness. Nobody well, on your own team. Don't Mike, give me that. Michael Penix, because okay. he beat me twice. Okay. I mean, it's um, – yeah. He beat me every time he played, and uh, as for whatever reason, one that we, we couldn't get over, but, um, I mean, he just consistent. He goes out there and performs at a high level. Um, he, he raises his game to the competition, um, and now I didn't necessarily play him, you know, offensive defense, but that's watching him on the other side. Yeah, you were impressed. I mean, he used those guys. He used those receivers. He, he did what he was good at. He made throw after throw after throw. Um, and, and we didn't make it easy on him. We, we knocked him around. We, we uh, you know, made it tough. We showed him a lot of looks, but he just kept battling, kept playing. And when, when the time came, um, he always made that extra play. I, I uh, you know, commend him for that. Um, it was fun watching him. Yeah. Well, Bo, it's been great to have a chance to talk to you a little bit on this crazy day. you got a lot more to do. We're going to let you go do it. We're going to take a break. We'll have more PFT Live right after that. He's Bo Nix. Big we'll Bo Nix. Right Thank you all. Appreciate it. Bo, thank you so much. Oh, thanks for having me. Shereen Williams from PFT, who's been here all week, scouting combine, tweeted this earlier in the hour. Marvin Harrison Jr. will not do his scheduled 8.20 a.m. media time. Damn. NFL spokesman has no other information. 
Marvin Harrison Jr. not represented by an agent. Chris, I raised the question yesterday because we've been focused on whether or not Caleb Williams, the USC quarterback who is scheduled to join us after the program, we'll tape it, we'll put it on PFT and our YouTube channel. We've been focused on Williams making a power play. Marvin Harrison Jr. This is kind of a power play. Well, we don't know that yet. If he chooses not to come. Right. If his... If it's, I just made the decision. We don't know the specific reason yet. Yeah. But it's a potential. You know, I'm rooting for a power play. Yeah, we know. We know. I want to see a power play. Right. I want to say somebody say it's not an honor and privilege for me. It's an honor and privilege to you, all you teams, to get a chance to talk to me in this setting. Because otherwise, you just pick me or don't pick me. You don't want to pick me because I didn't show up for your little scouting combine party. That's that's your problem. But he's not doing everything else. I mean, he's just not here for the media. So that's that's where well, I. But maybe you know. see, and this is where. You pick your power plays, like Caleb Williams. I don't need to go get poked and prodded by the doctors. I'll do media, assuming he shows up. I'll meet with teams, assuming he's done that. But, you know, I see that the Cardinals are the betting favorites to draft Marvin Harrison Jr. Yeah. Well, sorry, Cardinals fans. If I was Marvin Harrison Jr., I would say I ain't going to play Why? the Arizona Cardinals. Why? Well, because F-minus. I mean, I'm influenced by all the stuff that's come out over the last year. I don't want to go play for the Cardinals. I want to play for somebody else. I want to play for somebody that I think has a better chance of winning the championship. Do you think the Cardinals have a chance of winning the championship I think in the next a, few years? I think it's not a bad setup for a guy like Marvin Harrison well, Jr. you got a quarterback that you go, okay, damn, he's got talent. We got that. They had an offense last year that we looked at and went, damn, you know, they got a bunch of guys out here that are not that good, and they were competitive and annoying for a lot of people out there, right? I would be shocked if this is a power play. Well, I think this is he's something also, else. He's also not doing drills at the combine. Right. And he's reportedly likely not doing drills at his pro day I'm either. I'm all for that, you don't too. Need to do now, it. I'm all for that. Hayes in the barn. That's right. Okay, I, retract, to- I retract my insult to the Cardinals. I'm just, I, and this is, I'm influenced by. I know you are. I want someone right. so bad. Right. To give a middle finger to the whole process because we're brainwashed into thinking that this is all great. And for the guys who aren't at the very top, there are margins you can achieve by participating. And some of the guys are genuinely excited because they've grown up thinking this is a great thing. They're looking for more pieces for the giant football machine with interchangeable parts. And the best parts, the best of the best, the most coveted engines don't need to be playing these games. And I look forward to the day that it's been 20 years since Eli Manning. It was 21 years before that with John Elway. I just look forward to the day that somebody just reminds everyone that the players have a lot more power than they give themselves credit for. Yeah, I I would agree with that. It's in the player's... DNA usually to be a good soldier for lack That's of a better way. That's what football is. It is. You, com- you it. submit. You yes. comply. Right. It's a, you know it's a team sport. So you try to sacrifice some individuality for the greater good of the football team. That's what it, that's what it is all about. Now, hey, with what he is doing, he is making a stand that you know is somewhat respectable. I mean, I, I will say that there's no doubt about it. I mean, him him and and not doing the combine workouts or maybe not even doing a pro day. You know, that's a start, at least, to where you're going. Because, he's, he, you know, to, to your point, and, and I think to a lot of people's point, it's like, wait, you got the last three years, you see me running by guys that were drafted high in the draft and all that. Like, you know, well, why do I need to do some of this stuff, right? You've seen enough now on film. I'm Marvin Harrison Jr., where I beat everybody's ass deep for touchdowns. And I caught slams and ran for another 50 yards. So, you know, I get that. I do. I certainly do. You know, and that donut you brought up here is I making know. my stomach growl. Man, it looks pretty good damn too. good. Mm. <laughs> mm. <laughs> I've completely lost my train of thought <laughs> looking at that damn donut. Yeah, don't touch Hopefully the chocolate ones. Those are mine. All right, that's fine. Okay. Um, so, damn, I was going to make a really good yeah, point. Now, now I don't I know, know what it is because your donut a, hypnotized that me. That guy in a little quote I've over been, there. <laughs> you forgot you were doing that. Yeah, you know. <laughs> Not that um, bad. I know. But that will be interesting with – with Marvin Harrison Jr. We'll see what happens. Yeah, we'll see what happens. Say. I think he's clearly the number one receiver in the draft. I don't think there's going to be a whole lot of discrepancy there. The next guys, I think, will be interesting to see where that goes. And, uh, yeah, I'll be interested to see what happens hey, with Marvin, Marvin Harrison, Harrison Jr. Jr. would have been the top receiver in the draft last year. He'd have been the top receiver in the draft the year before. It's that three-year mandatory minimum that keeps guys out. And that's so dumb, too. This outdated idea that 
we can't let these young guys in. We've talked to a bunch of guys who can't even buy a beer yet that are going to be drafted. 20-year-olds are drafted every year. If the NFL wants to draft a guy who's out of high school, they should be able to. That's just another thing that bothers me about this process. Artificial barriers. Remember when Maurice Claret It's a tough Maurice one. Claret took it on? It's a tough one. 20 years ago and won it first and, right. then, and then lost. Right. Well, it, because it, it, this is a, it's a good conversation because, you know, every now and then there are guys where you go, man, after freshman year, he can, he can go, right? Like Brock Bowers, a tight end from Georgia. Like he didn't need to go to school in another two years. But I do understand, I, I do think this is a good rule for, for the majority of players of protecting them from themselves, like a phrase that you t- always use, right? Because I think you, again, a freshman in college – Oh, I think I'm the man, and I'm kicking butt in the you know the Sun Belt Conference or whatever, right? <laughs> Does that right? even exist? I know anymore? it doesn't, but you got my point there, right? <laughs> so I'm doing that, right? And the NFL's like, yeah, but you didn't play against one NFL player. Hold on, we got to save you because you don't even know well, what you're in store. But nobody's going to so. draft him then, right? Well, you're you're right. They might not. You're right. Yeah. Exactly right. The, but the problem is, and remember what happened that year when the floodgates opened. All these guys gave up their remaining college eligibility to enter the draft. And they were screwed after that when they didn't get drafted. Right. And that's the other thing I was thinking about Marvin Harrison Jr. Because I've had this thought with Caleb Williams, although I don't believe Caleb Williams is going to do it. And I'm still trying to get the answer to this question. If you don't like where you were drafted and you haven't hired an agent, can you reel it back in and go wherever, make your NIL money, and play another year of college football if you didn't hire an agent? I don't know the answer to that yet, but not hiring agent, that was always the key. Once you hire the agent, you have crossed the Rubicon. Yeah. You can't come back. If you don't hire an agent, do you have an opportunity to say, I don't like this team, and I told them not to draft me, and they did anyway, I'll just go to the highest bidder and play another year of college football. That, that could be an angle as well. But the bottom line is if Marvin Harrison Jr. is not here to answer questions and do the rounds, the questions never get asked. No, I, you stay, I, I hear that. You, com- you, you keep your cards completely close to your vest because you're never asked a question by anybody where you'd have to show anything about what your strategy is. Slowly, That's what I like. If he chose to do it, I kind of like that. Well, slowly but surely, I think we'll, we'll hear the, the truth here, whatever it is. And, and I don't know what it is. But, yeah. well, what a shock. The son of the guy who never talked right, didn't isn't talk talking. I, it, it, it is true. <laughs> and uh, who knows? He might... You know, we've seen guys, they, they nitpick you at medicals. Maybe he's stuck in a medical right now. I, I don't know. I don't know. But to your point we again. We were told he's not doing not, media. Not that he's at medical because yeah. we heard with other guys okay. he's at medical. He's not, he's not coming. All right. So he said the hell with it. But, you know, I don't think going back to college football is the play by any stretch of the imagination or anything like that. I don't know what the rules would be, right, if you don't have to hire an agent. But uh, I think at the end of the day, a little bit something like we talk about all the time. Right. If he lets it be known to the Arizona Cardinals, I don't want to play for you and I don't want to do it, they're going to move on. Like the old Mike Tomlin phrase, they, they want volunteers, not hostages. Hopefully. Yeah. Hopefully. I, I, hopefully I hopefully be... Michael Bidwell won't say too damn bad. Yeah. I own the team. I have this pick. You play for us or you play for no one. Well, Some of the owners would. think that he, way. He might. But I, I, I would think knowing Monty Ossenford, their GM, I don't think he would want that. He's a guy from New England. He's not trying to start those distractions in his second year of his job there. Same with with, uh, Jonathan Gannon. I I don't think that's the type of thing they're looking for to deal with here as they're trying to turn the corner from rebuild to, hey, we're about to be a little bit of a pain in the butt here in the NFC. Malik Neighbors is going to join us at some point after the show. He reportedly was not going to work out at the Combine. Should he change that plan now is the question. I don't think it matters. No. It's not, he's not so. going to jump over Marvin Harrison Jr. No, he does not. And, and I think you know Malik Neighbors, at the end of the day, he's pretty solidified. Another guy that's it's definitely going to be one of the two, three, four top receivers in the draft. Most people in the draft community right now say for sure he's number two off the board. I, I don't know enough yet about the receivers overall. You know, I know I've seen some other guys that are a little farther down the list, and I go, damn, he's impressive too. The guy that plays with him, what is it, Brian Thomas there and uh, uh, the other LSU receiver, man, he pops off the film when you watch Jaden uh, Jaden uh, Daniels as well. So I think the wide receiver, you know, after Marvin Haverson, there, there could be some conversations to be had there. So we hope to have, once the show concludes, we've already had Bo Nix, Drake May, and Jaden Daniels. We hope to have Malik Neighbors, Caleb Williams. Blake Corum, Frank Gore Jr., yeah. Jordan Travis, right. Braylon Allen, Jonathan Brooks, and Roma Dunze. Yeah, the receiver for Washington. Yeah. He's a so baller. 
We got, and he, he, he's the guy that's looked at to be second in that little fight with neighbors to be to the second receiver the second off the, dra- uh, the board. Right. So uh, it's been a crazy week. I mean, we're signing off here in a few minutes, but we're not done. We're not shutting it down until we finish doing these interviews later. And, again, you'll find them on the NFL on NBC YouTube channel. You'll find them at the PFT website. Uh, we I'm excited. I want to see you, Caleb Williams. We, we, oh, I, I do, wait. too. I can't wait to talk to him. Yeah. But, but when the dust settles and we get home tonight, I think we both – uh, have earned a little smoky, smoky, drinky, drinky. What? It's going to be a big fatty for me when I get home. i just tell you that right away. <laughs> Not that kind for me, but uh, the other kind for me. Yeah, it's the, a cigar. The regular one. The regular right, one, yeah, I, yeah. So, I got you. Uh, but, yeah, Caleb Williams, it's going to be interesting to talk to him. It's going to be interesting to try, to try to read between the lines or the tea leaves, as the case may be, on what he knows about the Bears. And who knows? He ain't here yet. Right. I've yet to see, like, clamoring for anyone. And we know when he walks through the door, oh, it's going to be moths of the flame. The They're going right. to be everywhere. Right. So there's a chance he won't show up either. And, and again, if he knows the Bears are going to take him, like, I understand he's got a brand, and I think there would be an argument to be made if you're yeah. giving him advice on what's in his best interest. Go there and answer questions. Better get used to it. You're going to have to do it twice a week when it's football season. You know, there were those issues of him avoiding the media a couple yeah, of times sure. this year. I think that not that, it, not, not that it's going to keep the Bears from drafting him. But those are the questions. The, the question is, yeah. how do you take your football fame and leverage it into something bigger? And if you shy away from opportunities to speak to the people, unless he's going to craft a platform where he speaks directly to the people. That's the thing about today's world. The media no longer needs to be the conduit for a lot of these guys. They can have their own direct pipeline yeah. and... Maybe that's what will set up. We'll find out. We're due to talk to him at some point. If he shows up, I can't wait to see what Me happens. Me too. Me too. I mean, after And what I'm, I'm going to try to instigate. Oh, no, not you. <laughs> I've never seen you do that before. Uh, yeah, yeah. We'll, you think I want him to go to the Bears? Uh, Are you kidding me? I this know. is my chance to convince him not to go to the Bears. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, I'll instigate the other way. So that'll be, that'll be I'm fun. I'm kidding, Bears I fans. think it was one of the... Best weeks we've ever had. We've been doing this, what, six, seven years now? Seven years. I don't years. remember a year where the kids were this good. They were. They elaborated on answers. They showed personality. Uh, it was, it was really fun. awesome. It was a great week. Thanks for joining us for some of us, some of it, some of whatever. See you Monday. That's what an estimated 500 horsepower sounds like. How about that? That's a premium banging Olufsen sound system with 18 speakers and a Biosonic sound experience. And that, that's our legacy. You ready to be a part of it? Unlock the energy of the all-electric ZDX Type S. Order now at Acura.com. If a friend asks how you're doing, And you say, I'm okay. When the truth is, I don't want my problems to burden anyone. Or you say, hang it in there. Because if I ask for help, they'll just think I'm weak. Then this is your sign to call, text, or chat. 988 for free, confidential support. Anytime. You don't have to hide how you feel. 